Brian is the founder of Heights Platform, the all-in-one course creation software that allows thousands of creators in more than 100 countries to monetize their knowledge. I'm so excited for you to meet him. He's a cool cat, and we're going to get to learn more about him today. So let me cue the intro, and we'll get started. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm excited to have you here. Hey, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be talking with you again. Now, I talked to you about it beforehand, and I still destroyed your last name. So say your last name again for me so I can get it right. It's McAnulty. Brian McAnulty. McAnulty. It's that extra McAnulty. It got me. I, it threw me for a loop. I apologize. No worries. All right. Well, I'm excited that you're here. Excited to tell everybody about Heights Platform. Excited to tell them about your story and and get them in to hear more about how you got to where you're at and share with them some of the journey. So uh, talk a little bit to us about kind of how you got into your entrepreneurial journey. You've had quite a quite a path. So share with us a little bit about how you got started. Sure. Um, so if we go way back, uh, growing up as a kid, um, I was always a creative person. Um, and my dad had a business uh, doing uh, direct mail publications. And uh, as part of that, he did some of the design himself as well. Um, he was mainly involved in sales, but he did some of the design as well. And so even as a kid, um, like eight years old, I was sitting there on the computer with the graphic design programs, learning how to make the different shapes and nice. all that kind of thing. And that was my uh, kind of first steps into graphic design and uh, all of that, which I'm still doing today. Um, I got so into those programs that there was even a, uh, a point where my dad would call me up when he would be out and he would uh, be working with somebody else and he'd uh, call me and say, Hey, Brian, how do you get like the, the color palette back up here? If we, we got rid of it and I tell him, and then, uh, the person there, uh, working with him would say like, wow, like you guys, you have access to like that quick tech support from them. And my dad says, no, that's, that's my eight year old son. And, uh, so just to show how, how into it I was, even at a young age, um, like the design programs, Legos, things like that. Um, fast forward, uh, I started doing freelance graphic design and print design uh, as a teenager and uh, eventually turned that into my full-time business. Um, we founded a, a web and print design studio um, that eventually shifted more and more into the web, web design. Um, web design eventually became more like web applications, mobile applications, and then from there, we wanted to figure out how can we uh, do what we're doing, but instead of always working with clients, how can we be doing more of our own projects? Because working with the clients, in one one sense, it was exciting to have all these different projects. But for anyone out there who's worked with clients for some kind of business like this, 
they tend to mess things up and, and not, <laughs> not, uh, not necessarily agree with all the things that, uh, you want to do. So, right. uh, working on our own projects allowed us to have that freedom. So we made it a goal as a company to split our time 50% on our own projects, 50% on client work. Um, through that period, we were a small team, uh, all kind of distributed remotely. And I figured out how to get to that 50%. We, we tried all kinds of different things, uh, digital products, uh, physical products, e-commerce sites, um, all kinds of different products, uh, web applications of our own. Uh, eventually in 2015, we started working on Heights platform as one of those side projects and we launched it, um, in 2018. And that's really when it became the full-time thing for us. Wow. Um, so we thought it had a lot of potential. Um, but 2018, even that was kind of like a soft launch because for a product like Heights platform, where this online course creation software and in the, the tech startup world, everyone talks about the idea of building the minimum viable product. So like, what's the minimum that you can create for your software to prove that somebody will actually use it. And in our case, I kind of feel that there almost is no minimum viable product um, right. or, or what it is, is so much bigger than what you would consider for a much simpler app, because it really just has to do everything. Um, right. The creator needs to have a landing page. They need to be able to accept payments. They need to be able to enroll students and they need to be able to create their content. And so there's just so many pieces. So we kind of knew what we had to do. And we wanted to kind of take our time building that before we went too far into promoting it. Um, so we kind of used the first almost two years um, of our launch um, just mainly to focus on getting feedback from people. Um, wow. We weren't really too interested in trying to grow revenue yet because we still had revenue from our other businesses and our design studio. Right. But um, then in January 2020, that's when we had the big launch. And um, it ended up being great timing for us because the pandemic just really kind of fast forwarded everyone moving online. Um, I would say like it just brought everything forward like a couple of years because people who maybe had some interest in saying like, hey, I have this coaching program or this coaching business or thinking about taking my consulting and turning it into an online course. It gave a lot of those people no choice where they said, well, I have to do it online. I can't go do it in person anymore. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's really the, the background. The the onset of COVID, I mean, obviously COVID and the pandemic had and gave our world a challenge, but there have been so many amazing things that have uh, come from it. And so it's it's hard to look at it as too negative. I mean, we've all learned and we've all grown from it. Uh, and, uh, and I know there's been some challenges for people, but it, it's great to hear how some entrepreneurs like yourself took it and ran with it and, and used it to the advantage of helping to grow the business. You know, one of the things that stood out to me as you, as you told us about this is you decided to build a platform. I mean, you didn't just decide, Hey, I'm going to build an app or I'm going to build a, uh, you know, one, one software that did one thing. I mean, you, you took on the whole elephant and put this together. I mean, this is, this is huge. The architecture, the development behind it. Uh, how did you even 
begin with this idea? Like, where did this idea come from that you were going to do this type of software, this type of, of platform for people? Because this is a huge undertaking. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's a great point. So for me, I really think that Heights platform is the accumulation of all the skills that I've been working on and, and growing with since I started. And uh, one of the, the main examples of that is it being a web application, which at the time, like that's what our studio did. And that's what we got really, really good at building web applications. So there were so many pieces of it actually that we'd already built uh, tons of times before for other clients and customers and things like that. So things like a login system and accounts and managing that and creating certain kinds of things, like all of that we've already done before. That was not like something new to us. And so I think any anyone who out there has a software development consultancy or company or something like that, that definitely gives you a big advantage towards saying, hey, I want to build my own software. Right. Um, but for us, it was more than just that. So there were other pieces too. So another example I can give is that we'd built other products where the business model in a way was kind of similar. And uh, what I mean by that, so we have a, a mobile app product. Um, that one didn't do so great in the pandemic. It was mainly focused on restaurants and uh, restaurant uh, offers and deals. And um, But that one was a similar kind of model where we are creating this software platform that we're not selling to the end like restaurant in that case. We were selling um, to a business owner who was then going out and selling it to the restaurants. And so with Heights, it's the same kind of idea that we have our creators who are signing up they want to create their own site, their own program for uh, courses, things like that. And then they're going and selling that to their clients, students, customers. And so the, the model already made sense to us from the business side of things and the software side of things. That was already like our strong suit. It wasn't like we had to say, well, what kind of like development studio can we outsource this to or, or who do we have to hire to start building a software product? That was like our team was ready to do that. Wow. And so let's let's cut back a little bit because you had built this team that was doing all this stuff. How was the how was the process of building that team? I mean, was it easy for you? Was it something that was hard to put together? How did you go about building that whole team out even just before all of this? Sure. Um, that's a great question, too. Um, so it started out um, kind of naturally because everybody started as like contractors and part time kind of like assistants. Um, and again, I think like a service-based business is really good for letting you grow into that as an entrepreneur. Um, you don't necessarily have to go and, and hire a bunch of full-time people right away. So for us, that was things like other development assistants um, of like outsourcing some development work, um, outsourcing some design work. And like my role in the company, like I understood design development, but I kind of acted as the art director, the product director of making sure that everything came together of like seeing like, okay, are the designers like, are they on brand with this customer, this client, are the developers doing things the right way and everything. And then kind of acting as the translator almost to uh, our client, our customer and uh, explaining how everything worked to them. But uh, a really great moment, I think for me as an entrepreneur in like learning how to be comfortable with outsourcing some things was uh actually when i first started traveling and uh 
the the story is that I was considering to to travel more. Um, at, at that time, I had, hadn't been anywhere outside of Canada. I'm from the U.S., so I hadn't right. flown like anywhere internationally, really. And uh, I was reading the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I didn't even finish the book, actually, but something clicked <laughs> for me. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I can do this because my customers right now, I was in a, a small town in a suburb of Philadelphia at the time. And none of my customers actually lived where I lived. They were all spread around. And so I figured, well, what's the difference then if I'm somewhere else? And so uh, I had an opportunity from a friend to go to uh, Italy. Um, and uh, there was like this English camp there over the summer. And um, so we got to do that. And it was uh, at the time, I guess I was like 20 years old. Um, we got to go and do that and they, uh, like paid, paid you enough that it covered the flight. And then, uh, I don't know, it worked out. So it was basically a free trip to Italy. Um, very like little cost. Um, the different, uh, the difficult part for me at the time though, was we had a print deadline for this magazine that we designed right. and that's not something you can shift. Like it just has to go to press at that time. And so far my team had helped me like along the way of like, designing the pages and things like that. But I was always the one who did like the final assembly, final checking over everything and sending it to press. And the way that the flights and the, the trip worked out, um, I was actually just going to be arriving in Italy when kind of all that had to be done. So I wasn't going to be able to do any of it. And that was kind of a, it was a great test, but a scary moment for me because I had to be comfortable with saying like, okay, guys, you have to do all of it. I'm not, not going to be there. And um, at the time it was much harder to get uh, like good internet internationally and everything. I think I had to buy like a, a $200 like phone plan just to have like, uh, like a couple hundred megabytes or something of data. Um, I quickly learned after that, like, uh, as I traveled more, like I can just go and get a SIM card, like in that country or whatever. But, um, but yeah, this was back in, uh, 20, 2010 actually. And, um, so I remember a moment of arriving there and uh, being on this this hill in Italy and uh, overlooking the scenery and everything and talking with my my team on a chat in Skype and how everything just worked out. Um, they got everything done, it all worked perfectly. And so that was a, a great moment for me to become more comfortable with realizing like, if I give my team these responsibilities, like I know I can trust them and they can get it done. Um, and that specific moment really uh, branched off for me into uh, a lot of traveling afterwards, um, I became obsessed with it. And uh, after I got back from Italy, like two months later, I decided I'm going to go and travel the world. And I left the US for, uh, I think I was gone for like at least 13 months before I even came back um, traveling all over. So that's amazing. <clears throat> and just, I mean, you, you kind of passed right through it. But what was amazing is that you were leading a team at 20. I mean, mm. so many 20 year olds have no clue what they're going to do with their life still. And they're trying to figure out what general ed class they're going to take in college. And you were leading a team and getting ready to build something <laughs> incredible. I, this is, this is great. And I, I can imagine it came from, you know, dad obviously was an entrepreneur in direct mail, uh, you know, and I, I have a high regard for direct mail because I believe most of the internet marketing is really based off of that these days. Uh, yeah. But do you think that, is that where it came from? I mean, were you just in a highly entrepreneurial family? 
I think um, I wouldn't say like highly entrepreneurial family, but I think that definitely helped me. Um, so uh, my dad, um, he always got to basically work from home as as a salesman. So like I kind of learned that that was something that was possible. Sure. And um, I would say like the the fact that he was involved in sales in the direct mail that helped me a lot learn about the marketing side because I'm really not like the sales marketing guy. I'm right. definitely like the the product type guy. Um, but understanding that has been instrumental into helping me be like the founder and and kind of CEO of a company, being able to understand both sides. And uh, what I would say is uh, it really came from, for me, uh, like I had like an intense worry even like in high school thinking like, well, what am I going to do with my life? Because everyone's right. thinking about like going to college, what they're going to study. And for me, like the graphic design, like I understood that I was really into all those, those things. I understood those programs and everything. Um, I understood how to, to design things and, and ads and things that would look nice. Um, I was getting more into the web development, web design, but, um, I had the feeling that like it was changing so fast, like anything I would learn would just kind of be invalid. And right. so I actually decided that I'm not going to go to college. And I, I had some couple freelance uh, clients wasn't enough to, to even really pay rent at the time or like go and live on my own yet. But, um, I decided, you know what, let me try that. And I'm really glad that I did because honestly, I feel I learned that's so much more from not only starting a business, but traveling, traveling around the world uh, and uh, learning how to start and grow a business. Um, that was really powerful me for me. And uh, really, uh, like, even though I didn't go to college, I'm still really passionate about learning. And that's what eventually turned into Heights Platform. Um, right. I think that there's there's better ways for people to learn things, especially creative subjects. Um, and there's so many things that aren't taught in college. And yeah. I really see the kind of future going forward that more and more people will say, you know, what? I want to learn this specific thing, whether it's professional reason, personal reason. And it doesn't quite make sense to say, I want to go back and take another course at college. Um, it's also something that you want more guidance than just like looking up a YouTube video. And so why not go to somebody where that is their expertise and then they can teach you directly. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and like you said, things are changing so fast, even from 2010, when you kind of were in that leading that team going to Italy, I mean, from 2010 to 2022, the, the digital world and the online world has changed dramatically. And it's so different now than even 12 years ago. My, my children are even looking at it and, and, and asking that same question you just said, which is, well, why should I go to college? Not because they don't want to learn and not because they're not educated and they're not in a house that brings up education. They know that learning is so important. And just like you said, being in that space of learning, I think there's a lot of this next generation that that is in that place and in that space where they're looking at it and going, well, I, I want to learn this specific thing. If I go to college, I have to go learn 20 different general eds that I'm not going to ever use. I have to go do a bunch of classes and jump through hoops that they want me to. But really, I want to learn this thing and do that and then maybe move on to another or 10 other things along the way. And I think with something like Heights Platform, they're going to be able to find those people to go and learn that stuff and to be able to do that stuff. And that is what I find incredible. I'd like to know a little bit more, and, and I want to share with the audience a little bit more about, about Heights 
and about what it is that it's about and and maybe some of the internal uh, workings of how it works and how some of our uh, owners and entrepreneurs could utilize it and implement it into what they're doing. So can we dig into that just a bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so Heights Platform, we're an online course creation software. So we're built for coaches, consultants, um, course creators, really any entrepreneur who wants to monetize their knowledge online. Sure. And even doesn't have to be monetizing it. Uh, it could be like a business using it for internal training, even um, right. things like that. But the main the main goal, I think, and our main kind of customer is the entrepreneur who wants to monetize their knowledge online. So we give you tools to create courses, challenges, communities, memberships, coaching programs, all of that in your own branded program on your own domain. And then being able to sell packages for that, whether it's like subscriptions, one-time payments, um, upsells, all that kind of thing. But more important than like the marketing features for us is the learning side of things. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I built Heights in the first place, that I kind of felt that the tools out there at the time were more marketing focused. So like your landing pages, your emails. And right. to me, like that was kind of a solved problem. Like there's so many companies doing that really great. But the learning side of things, I felt like was a little bit neglected where I saw some entrepreneurs out there, some marketers where they're so good at marketing and promoting this idea that they have for their course and like the result that they're going to give you. But then you get into whatever that course is, and it's really kind of lackluster in the way that it's presented. It's just this web page with a list of a bunch of videos or something like right. that. And like the value is there. They're, they're, they have good content and everything still. But there wasn't anything in particular really at all that would help uh, the learner actually go through and engage with that and learn. And so the way I thought about it was there's these social media platforms out there. There's video games where they're hiring, they're hiring these psychologists and everything to think about, like, how can we keep the person's attention for the longest period of time? And so why not take some of those same, same principles? and use it for something that's a little bit better than trying to get you looking at a screen for more ad revenue and use it to help you learn. So right. that was kind of some of the thinking in Heights platform of how can we take those principles and build it into software that will help creators focus on doing what they do best. And because as a creator, like we don't expect you to become a professional instructional designer or something like that. We know that like you have this skill and that's what you want to teach people. But even maybe you're not even like the perfect teacher. So we want to have everything in a way that you can focus on doing what you are uh, doing, what you're doing as a creator. And the the goal overall, I guess, of Heights is like if we can make it so that your creation experience in Heights just feels like an extension of what you do every day rather than like, oh, that's the software I have to use and have to figure out like then that would be perfect. So. We want everything to feel like just as this is just an extension of what I enjoy doing. And Heights is empowering me to do that, whether it's creating this community, creating courses, coaching program or something else. That's awesome. Well, I, I know that that's a, a big deal. I mean, there's so many, uh, I don't know, and, and it's not a fair comparison uh, from what I've seen, but there are a lot of uh, like membership type web apps where you can go and like you said you can just you throw in your videos and they're all just sort of there and so they there's just this 
tons of content in a space. It's hard to find it. Like if you're the user of that, it's hard to find the content. It's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. You can't quite track your progress. There is no there is no actual learning of it. It's just sort of there. And it sounds to me like you've created something that that's above and beyond that and, uh, and doing something that will help us to learn it better, not, and, and the actual teacher be able to teach it better. And that to me sounds, uh, incredible. Sounds like a, a really great opportunity and, and really to be able to have built all of the the other stuff around it, like you said, you didn't want to build an MVP, and that's really cool. I love that. I love the uh, the thought that was put behind that because, like you said, in so many instances, that MVP allows people to go fast, but then they they don't have a quality product, and that uh, and that's it's such a hard thing to do. So the cool part is that you you actually had something supporting you while you were able to do that and build it. Whereas a lot of times people just don't have that. And so I think there's there's a lesson to be learned in that too for all of our listeners, just to be able to say, hey, you know what? If you can do that, if you can, if you can create what you're gonna do because you have something else that's sort of supporting you along the way to do it, man, what a cool way to to go about creating that product that is um, highly highly useful not just an MVP but ready to mark ready to go to market for your clients that's really cool yeah and, so, and don't get me wrong though like I would say that at the same time you do have to be like really conscious of making sure that you're actually going to launch whatever it is that you're building <laughs> right. um, because like that's right. a problem we saw a lot with certain clients and like as a web design studio like even at the point like of course it's good for us in some ways if they want to keep uh paying us to work on something before it goes out there. But uh, really in the long run, they got to get it out there. So we'd have to tell them like, listen, we, why don't we chop this off and then we can launch it like this. And so even with Heights platform, because it was such a big product, like there were still so many things I was embarrassed about or knew were, were unfinished or, or had to be improved still when we launched it. Um, but I, I knew that at the same time, there was it was a bigger product and more to, to get done. Um, but definitely it was important that like we did still set a goal to say we have to launch it by this time. And I think that is important. That's that's actually the number one thing we realize of why course creators on our platform fail. It's not like their marketing is bad. It's not their content's bad. It's not their branding is bad. It's that they didn't actually get their course launched. And wow. so eventually finding some kind of goal or deadline for yourself definitely is still super important. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of education inside heights platform as well to help uh, these course creators understand that and learn about how to get it all put together. You have a big uh, promotion going on uh, right now, and, and I'd love for you to tell us all about it so that everybody can participate and, and get involved. So what can you tell us more about, about what you're up to? Sure. Um, so we're running this big giveaway right now, um, mainly to promote our podcast, The Creator's Adventure. Um, which Michael, you were a guest on uh, relatively recently. Yeah. And um, what we're doing is we're giving away over $6,000 worth of tools and equipment to creators. And so if you're interested in entering that, it's uh, heightsplatform.com slash giveaway. It's going to be uh, available until November 1st. Um, so depending on when this interview uh, goes live, make sure that you, you go and check that out um, if you can have a chance to enter. And we're giving away uh, a camera, professional camera, lighting, um, a tool to plug your camera into your computer, 
a lifetime heights platform account. Um, so you wow. to use forever. Um, a uh, our course, so you can learn how to build your course or your coaching uh, program, and then a strategy consultation with me. So kind of everything you need to get started online as a creator. That's awesome. What an incredible opportunity. And and guys, we'll put that link in the description so you'll be able to see it and you'll want to go take advantage of it right away. Go check out Heights platform and uh, and go learn from Brian and follow his lead because he's got some great stuff going. Brian, I am so thankful that you were able to join us today. I know we we kind of jumped around trying to get a, a time that worked. Our schedules are crazy, but uh, it was super fun to be able to sit and chat. And I know we could probably do this forever, but I know you're a busy guy. And uh, we'll get you back on the show again another time. But guys, go out, check out heightsplatform.com. And of course, slash giveaway, if you're going to go and check out the giveaway, you're going to do that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and participate, get involved, go check it out and see how it can help you in your business and what you're doing. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.